I'm Arya Schwartz, along with my co-host, Rachel Galligan, and welcome to the Windsider Show, where it's all about the W. Today, the Liberty have a new head coach, and we're talking about it. If you like our show, please consider joining our Patreon community. For less than a cup of coffee a month, you can directly show support for the hard work we do covering the W. The Liberty hired Walt Hopkins, former Lynx assistant head coach, or assistant coach, not head coach, as their new head coach. Um, and we're going to also tease a little bit of free agency stuff. But let's hop right into it. No messing around. Uh, Rachel, welcome to the show. And give me your initial thoughts of the Liberty hiring Walt Well, first off, thank you for having me on however many numbers of episodes we've done, but I'm happy to be back. I hope everybody is having a fantastic start to 2020. Um, you know, we're a little over a weekend and we've got quite a bit happening already. Um, and I think, you know, as you ask me the question about uh, the hiring of um, Walt Hopkins to the Liberty, you know, I mean, there's been a ton of obvious uh, news that's been going around about potential names being tossed around for this hire. I know they did an extensive search and we talked you know, about four or five specific names in particular that um, people had interviewed and um, could be potential fits. But I think through the course of that entire process, um, regardless of all the, you know, tireless work that a lot of the media members had put into kind of figuring out who they were narrowing down, um, Walt was kind of the constant, if you will. Um, And I think his name has been up in conversation, you know, a a few times now, um, which, which is, not, um, I guess my first reaction is I'm not surprised. Um, and I don't know if I'm not surprised because we've just talked about him a lot within this last year. Um, or if I'm just not surprised because, you know, he, he, he's been at the forefront of a lot of these uh, articles and things that people are talking about. But um, I am a little bit surprised. Um, I think that it's an, it's, it's an exciting hire, I think, for the fact of extending that uh, women's basketball coaching tree, especially within the WNBA, um, extending it to a, a fresh new face, a fresh new name, um, a younger, you know, type of generation of coach that is coming into um, this next era of women's basketball. I think it's really exciting. You know, I think this is a tremendous opportunity for Walt, um, him coming from spending three years with arguably one of the WNBA's most prestigious coaches and Cheryl Reeve and, and being able to learn under her and coach some of the best players in the league and win a championship. I mean, that that's, you, you can't put a price tag on that. You know, his experience in Minnesota and, and working under Cheryl Reeve is why he has this position. Um, but I think, you know, if you really step back and dive into his resume a little bit, it's very interesting. Um, and I'm going to be completely honest before um, we started these conversations about the Liberty um, coaching opening, um, I didn't know much about Walt. Um, and so after diving in and kind of looking at his, at his resume, honestly, you know, there's not a ton of w, WNBA experience there. We're talking about four years, three years with the Lynx and one year back with Tulsa um, as player development. Um, and then before that, you know, you're talking about a little bit of um, college academic coach, um, director of basketball operations experience, but only, you know, a couple of years within that. So it is a little bit shocking. Um, and I'm not trying to knock him in any, any way, because again, I think that 
getting a fresh new face and and building that coaching tree within the WNBA is is such a thing that is much needed right now. You know, we, we see a lot of recycled names, if you will. And that sounds really harsh because I'm not trying to knock anybody, but it is nice to see kind of a, a new name come up and, and just kind of, uh, um, and unknown as to what Walt can do as a coach and what he's going to bring to the Liberty. And I think, I think it's exciting. Um, I'm, I'm excited. I think it's a great hire for them. I think someone young being able to reach this Liberty squad makes a ton of sense to me. So overall, I think it's a, it's, it's, it's a great hire. I was just a little bit surprised by the lack of full on experience he had. And you know what? Uh, not to, you know, if anybody actually listens to these, I don't know what they do, <laughs> but uh, we may or may not, you know, hint, hint, be having a, uh, the young man join our show in the next uh the next few days so uh stay tuned um but no i i completely agree with you i mean i think like if we want to talk the biggest knocks to this hire uh because i think no matter what until like look let's be real until two three years down the road we're not going to be able to give a full analysis on this hire because you know first season maybe it's not that great and then next season is amazing and then he's the greatest coach in league history for however long all you can do is kind of base it on what is on paper now and like you said he doesn't have the the craziest amount of experience he does have a wide experience in a variety of of different fields that you know could assist him uh in being a really good coach so i think that there's definitely that upside but if you're talking about negatives i'd say he's young you know he's not uh like you were saying one of the recycled names but that's also obviously a positive um he only has four seasons in this league as an assistant coach or a player development coach um you know people also one of the knocks that i've heard a lot with this has been that he isn't a splash hire and that i actually disagree with not that i think he's a splash hire i think he kind of is just in the sense of what you just spoke about he doesn't have that same name recognition that like all of us are like oh we know so much about him whatever um but the the argument on the flip side is like, oh, Coach Coach T, Little T, as I like to call him, Eric, um, he would have been a splash hire. And that's the part that I disagree with, just because I just think if you're an assistant coach, you are unproven. Um, and until you get a shot, you know, hopefully this doesn't happen, but, you know, a head coach goes down with an injury or something or has to step aside for a little bit, and then an assistant coach steps in, or you get that position as an assistant coach or – you know, they fire someone mid-season and you step in. Other than that, you don't really have an opportunity to prove yourself on this level. So I don't think there necessarily could have been a splash hire in this. And, you know, Walt hits a splash hire in in a different style. My biggest concern um, in regard to this team and this roster and just him as a head coach and whatnot is – a lot of the positives I've heard about him is he's the quote-unquote guard whisperer. I believe High Post Hoops uh, had a nice article about him calling him a guard whisperer and blah, blah, blah. And for me, I'm just scratching my head a little bit. And this isn't a knock to him. This isn't a knock to the Lynx. But I just don't think the Lynx guard play the past two years was really that impressive that I would stand here and say, wow, he's a guard whisperer. I mean, I, I've been very vocal about D-Rob. Um, Odyssey Sims had a great season and also I just think that she kind of just blossomed because she was finally given that green light to do Odyssey things on the flip side there was growth on the bench so I will give him credit on that Um, I guess I'm just not a huge fan of that narrative but you look at this roster my biggest issue with the Liberty roster for a long time is they have not had a true point guard to kind of run their offense 
Yeah, well, I, th- I think to combat your point about the guard whisper, um, kind of everything that's been going on with Minnesota, I mean, you can't deny the fact that the links have undergone drastic changes, mm-hmm. you know, in the last couple of years. You know, we're talking about one of the most dominant franchises in the history of the, the WNBA who have now lost arguably the best player in the league, you know, a bunch of changes that way. So I think it's hard to really gauge um, what could have been, what might've been his level of guard development, unless we're truly in those settings, we're in those practice settings where we're getting a better idea as to kind of um, how that dynamic works. I hear what you're saying. I definitely uh, respect that for sure. I think the thing that excites me the most about Walt after really doing my research on him is, you know, first off, he's he's an extremely educated man. You know, he holds like two masters from Harvard and, um, you know, extremely educated from an aspect of, you know, the psychology, you know, and, and the, the ability to build relationships and to get into players' minds and, and, and knows what it takes to kind of build a w- winning culture. And he, he, he's coming from a winning culture. That's all that the Minnesota Lynx have been for many years, even though they have fallen victim to, you know, a serious amount of change the last couple of years, but it, they, they've still been able to make the playoffs and um, be successful. So I think, you know, where the Liberty is at right now is a team that's probably, I mean, obviously struggled. Uh, they 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 are have forgotten how to win. They struggle how to win. You might have some players who could be beaten down mentally. You could have some friction. You know, when when teams are winning is or losing as much as the Liberty has lost the last few years, it, a locker room can become toxic. Um, you know, a lot of those things it starts to just brew and a cesspool of negativity and all that. And I'm not saying that's necessarily the case. And that's definitely not. I'm not knocking anybody in particular. I'm just saying that the, the Liberty are in, in need of some of that psychological um, chemistry, cultural building type of um, environment. And from what I'm reading, that's what I um, hear he, he's fantastic with. And I think that's an exciting thing and a breath of fresh air into this organization. It might take some time. Like you said, this first year, you know, may, maybe it increases a little bit. You start getting... Um, just some some fresh looks and some fresh energy and, and a new type of face within the organization. It's amazing what that can do just amongst the players. But for me, that's the most exciting part for the Liberty and kind of where they've been at these last couple of years with the amount that they've lost. Uh, Walt being a breath of fresh air that really knows how to um, build up that winning culture. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And and one other thing that I want to, that I just hate certain narratives. This, <laughs> this has nothing to do with Walt, but Everyone liked to knock Katie Smith on, or sorry, not knock Katie Smith, but give her a pass on, oh, the arena was bad. Like they were up in, in West, wherever it was. Um, Yeah, Westchester. Uh, Whatever. Uh, It's in the past. But I I just don't understand. Everyone always likes to say like, oh, she, you know, crappy ownership. I agree. That's definitely something that hampered her ability to coach and, and a variety of other things. I just wouldn't put that the arena as a reason why the team underperformed. So I, I've been trying to get that out there for a while. I just had to get it out there. Um, I, I agree. I agree with that. Just, just real quick, this point, you know, it, it's, it's a little bit unfortunate for Katie Smith because she entered the Liberty organization at a time that was, that was unfortunate. You know, yeah. I'll just go ahead and say it like that. They, they were the ugly stepchild of the WNBA and kind of the forgotten about, you know, you just kind of felt like Ugh, about it, the whole thing. Well, now here we are entering 2020, the new ownership, the new arena, first round draft pick, all these things that have fallen into place. You know, this is a 
in my opinion, the most exciting franchise in the WNBA in terms of the potential of what could be. And it went like that overnight, it felt like, you know, just from kind of like this, uh, to holy crap, this, this could be something incredible. And that's just timing, you know? I mean, that's just, it's just reality. It is what it is. It's no one's specific fault. Um, but no, I, I agree with you. I mean, the the fact that they played in Westchester is not an excuse as to why they underperformed and that that shouldn't be the case at all. Um, I just think it's an unfortunate kind of just era of kind of when things took place and when Katie Smith was there and what the, the cards she had to deal with are different than the cards that Walt now has in his hands. It's just a completely different scenario. Completely, completely agree. One other part, uh, one other spotlight on Walt before we move on to free agency. Uh, something I thought that was really cool that he mentioned in his presser that I don't know had gone public before, but he coached Gabby Williams in high school in Vegas, which I thought was really cool. That's a fun fact. Yeah, right? Fun (laughs) fact. So, um, but all right, moving on to free agency. Uh, The key here, because one of the key elements of free agency in the WNBA is the core tag. Um, And we're not speaking about core tag. We're kind of ignoring that. And I, I know a lot of the naysayers will say, oh, but initial reports of the CBA state that the core tag is still going to be involved. I get that, but just in case something else doesn't, we, we, we're just ignoring the core tag when we talk about this. And I'm just going to run down the list. There's a lot of other uh, free agents, and it took us a lot of hard work to get this list of free agents. But I just want to run down a couple people who jumped off the list in my mind. Um, and uh, yeah, if Rachel has any thoughts on them, she'll pop up. Uh, Angel McCautry, obviously, she's been pretty vocal about wanting to test free agency and wanting to see what's out there. I think she could be a great addition to basically any team in the league, uh, the real question is the obvious. Does she look for a championship this late in her career? She's kind of carried a team to a, a championship, I believe, three times. Um, so, you know, does she want to kind of go to a team where she can just be icing on the cake in addition to something? A lot of places that could be a good fit for her in, the, in that uh, that regard. Uh, a couple other players, Courtney Vandersloot and Allie Quigley. I think we obviously think that they're going back to Chicago. Got James Way. You got that young team. They've both decided multiple times in their career that they want to stay in Chicago. So I think that's an obvious one. Um, Keeping with the sky, Stephanie Dolson. Now, you know, this show has harped on Stephanie Dolson a good amount. The main reason I put her on the list, because I don't think she's necessarily on the same level as some of the other players on this list, but I have never seen her as a great fit for the Chicago sky team. Um, And honestly, I think she could be a good backup on a variety of other WNBA teams. So just want to throw her out there. She is a free agent. Skylar Diggins-Smith, obviously, that is a – What? What? There could be some changes there. I'm, I'm, I'm anxious. There, yeah. She's, she's an interesting one. And, you know, look, a lot of people smacked me before saying, oh, Skylar had this great season. She can't, you know, top it. And then the next season she topped it. So she's a player that I never doubt on. Uh, Glory Johnson, a beast, you know, <laughs> add that to any team. That's good. TRP showed a lot more of a resurgence of uh, a lot more of a, a resurgence of uh, the TRP that we know from starting uh, in her career. And then she kind of faltered a little bit in her later years in Washington. Uh, Beard, the greatest defensive player in WNBA history up there with Tamika Catchings. Um, she's a free agent, obviously late in her career. She's probably going to stay in LA. Sydney Colson. Somebody who has bounced around a good amount and really showed up as a as a big step player for the Aces this past season. Keep your eyes on her. Tina Charles, obviously, fits in with New York. Walt's number one priority has got to be to keep her. Duana Bonner, 
it I think has got to be probably the biggest, one of the biggest, if not the biggest, uh, compared to one more person on this list. But Dwana Bonner is a huge name. You know me. Last season, I had her as my early season MVP. Leilani Mitchell, who has been a beast of recent for the Mercury, is also somebody who could maybe we see a Renee Montgomery-esque situation there where she signs with a new team and and gets a bigger role and gets a a role where she gets to showcase her skill a little bit more. Staying with the Mercury, Essence Carson. Always keep your eyes on her. She's got a few good years left in her. Uh, Now moving on to Washington, where they have three, their three biggest players are all free agents. Elena Deladon, I think it's obvious she's staying unless a team moves closer to (laughs) Delaware. Uh, Emma Mieseman, who is probably with Duana Bonner, the biggest name of free agency. Um, And you know Washington is going to do whatever they can to keep her. And Christy Tolliver, who's obviously on the downswing of her career, but yet again, you know, big player, big time shots. Uh, Other than that, Simone Augustus obviously is going to be back in Minnesota. Brittany Griner made it clear she's staying in Phoenix. And Sue Bird uh, has made it clear that, well, in the past, that she's staying in Seattle. And I don't know why in God's green earth she would leave Seattle. So, sorry we just rushed through that. That's just a few players. Uh, Just give you a little tease. We're going to be doing more deep dives, more discussions on that. Going to get Rachel, force her to make some hot takes. Um, And uh, it's going to be a fun little free agency period. And one last note, as I do at the end of every episode, until I've been informed that uh, they have hired one, or that I am wrong and I need to shut up. The Fever need a PR person. Somebody. 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 Yeah. Please. Call me. And, and <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. Rachel loves Indiana. She loves the weather. She loves to meet the catchings. Uh, and she loves Marion Stanley. So nope. come on, bring her in. <laughs> well, as we always say, we believe the players of the W and its communities deserve, deserve the same in-depth analysis and respect that men's sports receive on a daily basis. With that in mind, please consider joining our Patreon community to help support us and the hard work that we do. Peace out, Rachel.